Welcome to the Dr. Me First podcast with me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Erin Wiseman. Hey, welcome back to Dr. Me First, the podcast all about authentic conversations between female physicians. I'm your super sassy host, Dr. Erin Wiseman, and I'm so excited to have you here for another episode of Dr. Me First. By the way, how have you been doctoring yourself first lately? Have you asked for something you needed? Have you set some good boundaries and said no? Have you just taken a nap when you're tired? I'd love to hear about it. So shoot me a message, an email, a note through my website, whatever. Just tell me how you're doctoring yourself first. Because it's important to brag a little bit on yourself. Well, anyway, I hope that through these conversations that you're hearing with me and our female colleagues, you are seeing that you are not alone in medicine. Your experience counts, and I hope that these are bringing you encouragement, inspiration, hope, and fun to your life and your practice. As your physician life coach, I hope that this community of true speaking, life-saving, and fierce females are here to support you and to lift each other up. So here's a person that I definitely want to lift up again. She is a two-peter on the Dr. Me First podcast, so it's really exciting to start having guests come and give us updates on what they're doing. So this is Dr. Heather Hammerstedt. You initially heard her in episode two when we talked about layers, and now in episode 62, we are going to talk about wholeness and specifically get into where her organization of whole list has gone in the last several months since we since we last talked so i'm so excited to share this episode with you so listen in have a few laughs nod your head in agreement and then afterwards stick around for that kick of encouragement okay here we go Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dr. Me First. It's Dr. Erin Wiseman, and I am with a really great friend. This is Dr. Heather Hammerstedt. She was one of my first guests when I started Dr. Me First, and we have been trying to get back together again to have another podcast episode because we're just so amazing. We need to have more of this magic into the world. So, Heather, go ahead and introduce yourself again to our audience and tell them what you've been up to in the last six to seven months. Sure. Hi, it's Heather Hammerstedt. I am a emergency medicine physician and lifestyle medicine physician in Boise, Idaho. And um, I run a company called Holist. And Holist is a love child of mine um, where I wanted to be able to bring the evidence behind food and weight and exercise and sleep and mindfulness and how you can prevent and reverse disease um, with kind of skill hacking uh, those lifestyle changes. And so I run this company. We do a, a transformative weight wellness programs, personal and group programs. We have culinary strategy sessions. We have um, a fitness program as well. Um, and I have a lifestyle medicine course for physicians to teach everybody else all this information because God knows we never learned it. Um, and it's been really, really fun. Um, I'm really enjoying, um, you know, spending time with um, clients and patients and, um, and helping everybody kind of learn all of this really important information. Yeah, that's so good. Because when we initially started talking, you were in like the launching phase of it, like getting it all together and all the content and everything like that. How has that been now that you've given birth to this baby? <laughs> well, 2018 um, was not sustainable in terms of how much 
work that I did, that's for sure. But, you know, I'm really serious about trying to make this information as kind of snackable as possible. Um, so I really digitally automated all of the information so that you get a podcast every day that explains to you weight science mindset around food that you can just listen to on the go um, and then documents as well. And a really nice, you know, um, professional web portal that you can get on when you actually have time to sit down and, um, <laughs> and log into something, which for a lot of us is not many. So um, yeah, so it was a lot. Um, and I learned a ton and I'm really excited to just have this, these products now that are just available when somebody is ready to hear them. And so it's been great. You have been such an inspiration to me because I know we had talked before about all your different um, projects that you had done before overseas and just within like your medical practice, being a leader in this, and now kind of taking this journey in a different direction. I just have to say just how amazing I think that this is and what tips would you have for any other physicians who like you were like, you had this thought in your head and you're like, Oh, how am I going to do this? Yeah. So I think it's interesting because there's, I think you, first of all, is you need to ask a lot of questions. I, I probably didn't ask as many questions as I should have from various people, most because I didn't know anyone who was doing something exactly the way that I was envisioning it. Um, but I think asking lots of questions so that you don't head down into a hole that costs more money than you were expecting, um, or that you're spending money on something that isn't necessarily what you need to get what you want. Cause there are a ton of people that want to sell you their services. Hell you know, you yes, there are. <laughs> Once you like, you know, someone, some algorithm somewhere, hears the word, you know, coach or marketing and you're just screwed, you know, um, you never see anything else again. <laughs> these size people trying to market it to you. So really being like conscientious about what your goal is um, and then sleuthing out, you know, who are the people that you need to help you do that and in a cost effective way, because otherwise it can get expensive fast. I found that too. I found that my best resources sometimes are the ones that I just go to and I'm like, hey, I'm here to like learn at your feet teach me rather than all those freaking Facebook ads and shit that I get for my email because I clicked on something one time. Oh, absolutely. And don't you feel like sometimes when it's physician coach, then you're like targeted 10 times even more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know that's been yeah. one thing that, and I think too, like starting a new project or a new business for me, you just have to accept that you're probably going to screw up. You just hope yeah. that it's not like a $10,000 screw up. Yeah. I mean, I would think that's another thing for us as physicians is that we're not, we're not used to screwing up. Right. I mean, we didn't get through medical school and residency um, without, you know, being pretty sure that we're going to do everything the way that someone told us to do it. And so when we're doing something that's out of the box that maybe no one's done before, at least you've never done before. And you're really by yourself trying to figure it out. Like you're going to mess up. And that's the same thing that I tell my clients, you know, when they're learning about, food and their bodies and their metabolism and everything like it it's a stumble that you learn from it's not a failure right so it's just figuring out how to interpret those stumbles and how to keep moving forward yeah i tell people falling forward like yeah. even if it is you're going to get some ground it's like track and field days all over again for me if you got to fall you better fall over the finish line <laughs> exactly 
<laughs> well, I love it. Well, I love your journey. I love everything that you're doing and putting out both for the general population and then also for physicians because I really, I see the lifestyle medicine, functional medicine thing. It's, it's gaining steam. Like five, yeah. 10 years ago, it was like voodoo magic and me being a DO, I always believe in a little bit of magic, but I'm just so glad to see so many people like you coming on board and being like, no, this shit is real. We're going to take it to people and we're going to make sure that we do it in the best evidence medicine way possible. So kudos. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I love about lifestyle medicine is that first of all, like it's talking about, yes, we should know what we're eating. Yes, we should know how our body responds to it. Like, you know, how, how do we balance, balancing literally energy in and energy out? Um, you know, what is mindfulness? How do you create a mindset around choices that you want to make? I mean, these are all things that when you talk to people, they're like, yeah, like, of course we need that, right? <laughs> but it's collecting over the last, you know, 20, 25 years of, you know, evidence showing that it really does work um, to prevent up to 80% of chronic disease. And so it's pretty, it's pretty exciting to be on the forefront of it. I think there's a lot of people interested and, in, you know, this lifestyle medicine course for physicians that I have, I just really want to get it out there to anybody. I mean, I have radiation oncologists and I have radiologists, I have anesthesia. I mean, I have family medicine. We have just people who just realize that they just need to know when people ask us, you know, as physicians, you know, how do I lose weight or what's the healthiest way to maintain my weight or what sort of exercise should I be doing? You know, we don't have answers to that for most of the time. No, we don't. And I think, like you said, going back and relearning these things that we probably should have ought to learn, not only yeah. for our patients, but for ourselves so that we can have the cultural shift, which, you know, we're kind of a mess right now, just culturally mm -hmm. as Americans. You know, we always talk about our obesity rates, but it's like what's under all of that. And so I'm so proud of you for taking that on. Well, we have already like got several minutes into this. We didn't even talk <laughs> about your word yet, but it totally <laughs> wraps into this. So wholeness is your word. And I imagine that it probably comes off your business name. But tell me a little bit why you picked wholeness. Well, you know, speaking of the business name, I feel like, you know, whole list came out of the word wholeness, really, you know, kind of the opposite of what you were saying. And um, when I was, you know, sitting down thinking about this company and what I wanted out of it, it was that it's, it's how do we look at the entire person? You know, in medicine, we are so siloed um, into, you know, whatever pigeonhole we got ourselves in, in terms of specialties, you know, family medicine is general, emergency medicine is general in a, in a whole nother way. <laughs> um, I just see everyone's emergencies. <laughs> um, but everyone else is really kind of stuck. And when you go to someone to talk about your kidney, are they thinking about your mindset or your brain or your heart or, you know, how much weight you're carrying around with you or what you decided to eat last night instead of something else, you know? So giving someone the opportunity to have someone really look at the big picture um, in a way that they have time to because they're not 15-minute appointments um, and, and really be able to kind of connect all those pieces together it is just an essential piece that we're missing in medicine these days. And so whole list is basically a, um, a practitioner of wholeness, right, is the way that I think about it. I love that. You know, and I think we all like niche down so much just because of how the mechanism of healthcare, like time, productivity, you know, RVU generation, quick, 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 you yeah. know, and I can see even in my own life, like going so broad and down to down to down, 
just because you had to cut out so much. And I, so that's why I think it's so valuable that you kind of back it out and be like, no, let's look at the whole person. And I think that's what patients are really wanting right now. They, they don't want to be a diabetic. They don't want to be viewed as a hypertensive nephropathy issue. Mm -hmm. You know, they want, they want somebody to see them. And I know that's like, as a family med physician, sometimes those were the most meaningful visits when I would just be like, how you doing? You know, like, let's not talk about any of your diagnoses, your medicines, like how you really doing. And, but then that can be so insightful into their disease states, into their life. Like, Hey, I just lost my mom or my dog, or we just moved or we went bankrupt, you know, like huge things like that, that if you stay in the medical ease, you totally miss out on a huge portion of that person's life. Absolutely. And like the, those things are all so impactful on the choices that people make or the way that their brain is making them make choices. Yes. <laughs> right? yeah. Back so, to that mindset work. Exactly, exactly. You know, the other thing I think about wholeness too is like, you know, we're talking about wholeness as a as an individual person, right? Like me, my whole me. You know, I call my programs whole you. <laughs> so like a whole me, right? But we're also talking about wholeness in terms of the healthcare system. So, you know, we talked about layers before. This is kind of the opposite of layers, right? We talked about breaking things down into layers and all the layers in between you and my patient um, and, and or the healthcare system and me. Um, but this is trying to figure out a way to seam those layers back together. So if we can get people having conversations between offices in a real way, instead of just shooting some electronic medical record gobbledygook that you can't really interpret. Um, if you can figure out a way to do that around a single person, it would be really, really valuable as well. And so that's one of the things that I try to do with Holist is with clients is like saying, can I communicate with your physician or with your subspecialist? Or, you know, maybe even if it's just one way that I'm just sending them information about all the work that you're doing so that they, when they show up and they see, you know, the changes that you've made that they can find value in that and, and maybe even start communicating with other people in the same way. Yeah, I think that's really important. You know, that's actually one of my favorite things to do is to call a colleague, even if it's like for a patient or, you know, somebody I saw and I'm like in the ER and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, get a hold of your family doctor so that they can follow up on it and actually like really do like call their office and either speak with their nurse or speak with them directly. A lot of people are surprised when you do that, but you know how much of an impact that is because I've been on the other side too, where I've been in the office and they're like, hey, Dr. Wiseman, you got to call. And like getting on and actually talking to like a person instead yeah. of seeing like, no, even if they like dictate a really nice letter, I always appreciate that too. But there is just something powerful about that person to person communication. I think you're onto something definitely with that. If we can weave that back into our system, I always talk about the absence of the doctor's lounge. I remember the before when there was the doctor's lounge and we would all hang out and it wasn't always all professional, but there was some like, hey, I saw this patient of yours, blah, 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 you know, and you kind of had that face-to-face -face interaction. I feel like that's a lot of what we're missing now, too, because of just where we're at. And so bringing that back in, I think, is really special and important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I know that talking to people on the phone makes an impact, right? Like, they appreciate that you took the time to tell them something that you think is important, right? 
And I think that patient gets better care, but not only that, you are seeming the relationship between those two people, right? So, um, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, we're, we're struggling with our healthcare system being broken because as you know, as well as everyone else, you know, people are struggling emotionally with being able to maintain being a physician. And if we have more of a community around, you know, what does that healthcare system look like? What do we want it to look like? Is it about physicians and physicians and about physicians and patients? And if you don't have those conversations, you know, you don't know each other. I mean, you, you lost that doctor's lounge. But there are other ways that you can do it, right? So we started an Idaho Women in Medicine organization here in Idaho where we just quarterly just go drink wine and have snacks and just chat with each other. And we don't do anything more formal than that. And it's already completely changed the way that we interact with each other because I know these people um, and they know that if I'm calling them, it's something that's important and we can chat for a couple minutes and leave the phone call feeling better, right? Instead of being like, oh, you know. <laughs> I created a women's medicine group here in Indiana too. And awesome. don't you feel like it's more con congeniality? You knew this person when you were sitting around drinking red, red wine. And then when you get on the phone, it's a totally different approach than if it's somebody like you don't even know who they are, if they're like staff or a locum or, you know, are they going to jump down your throat? Once you like have that relationship in place with somebody, I know for my group, I'd call up like whoever was on call for the hospitalist service when I was admitting a patient from the ER and I'd be like, oh, hey, how are you? You know? And then I'd be like, oh, by the way, I have an yeah. admission for you. Yeah. And I think that's something that is super important that was almost bled out of me as a resident. Like, you know, you yeah. just got to keep it to business. But really, I think that patient's care was better impacted. Um, and not just because it was female to female physician, you know, that, but just to be on a personal level. And, and then when I say, hey, I really think you need to get down here and see them in the ER. Don't wait for them to get up to the floor because I think X, Y, and Z. It meant more. It went in a lot longer. They didn't just push me off and be like, ah, whatever, Wiseman. You know, they were like, oh, okay, she's obviously a little bit concerned or she wouldn't have. And making it a welcoming place maybe for somebody else to come into. So I think you're absolutely right onto that, that we need to keep seeming these relationships. You know, and the other thing, as I hear you talking, you talk, we're talking about like traditional medicine, healthcare, and then kind of what we're all doing on the fringes as entrepreneurs and different things. But I really see it as a Venn diagram now that's starting to like have that overlap and that acceptance to have that overlap. Like we don't have to take our ball and go play in another court. Like we can be concurrently working together with the same thing in mind, but maybe a little differently. Like me for telemedicine now, for instance, like I still take care of patients and I still take care of patients really well. It's just not in that traditional setting. And I was actually just talking with a female colleague this morning and she's like, how's it going? I'm like, well, I've seen like 12 this morning, you know, and she's just like, I can't believe you're doing this. And I'm like, here's the difference. You got to flip your mindset. It, they don't always have to come to the office. They don't always have to present to the ER. Like if we can think about how we can take care of patients better, maybe it's in some different settings. And, and I can see her starting to come around because she was a very big telemedicine is bad. You're going to get sued. People are going to die kind of opinion when I first switched over to it. And now she's like, oh, maybe I could review patients' blood sugars with them over the phone and then use that new little code to charge for it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's it's right. I mean, with um, with me trying to teach lifestyle medicine to our colleagues, you know, again, I'm you know I'm trying to be as flexible and convenient as possible, and so I try to give what I call hammer two minute takeaways on each on each section, right? Where it's like, you know, if I can if I can talk to my patients about this in the trauma center and emergency medicine, and I can manage to sneak in, you know, a minute to two minutes of a conversation around food. Um, or around exercise or around sleep, like if I can do it, anybody can do it, right? And so, um, and so that's why you know it's like using that information and practicing it in your same setting. You know, it's that Venn diagram. It's like who would have thought I'd be writing exercise prescriptions for my EMR? But like you can do it. Why not? You know, you know, you got to bring things together in a way that you know you can reach as many people as possible. You know. Well, and keeping it aligned with you and your practice. And like, once you Mm -hmm. kind of figure that out, I know that we all kind of have our little spiels that we give Mm -hmm. to patients. And, you know, family medicine, Dr. Wiseman still has the same spiels as ER Dr. Wiseman, as now telemedicine Dr. Wiseman, as community medical director Dr. Like, we all have these things. And you're right. If you can keep learning and keep modifying, you you almost, it's almost like an elevator speech. Like when you're telling people who you are and what you're doing, like you get those little spiels more refined and people you can see like in their eyes are like, Oh, and they kind of latch onto it. And, you know, and then it's theirs to take and do with what they will. But if you never even offer it, how are they going to know? Yeah. And certainly there are some of those spiels that are more fun to give than others. Like sometimes I just want to like drop the chest pain conversation like in an iPad and like walk out because like it's like how many more times can I have how we work up chest pain (laughs) your little avatar that you set on the the, the tray (laughs) keep fighting the good fight with it maybe Mm -hmm. that's what our next thing should be we should make little little robots that record our voice and then we just pick which mp3 we want it to play why (laughs) it talks to our patients Exactly. I promise this is her voice. She will be back in 10 minutes after your troponin is <laughs> reported. Exactly. <laughs> so good. Well, yeah. if any of the listeners are like, hot damn, I need to know more about this. I need to hang out with the hammer. Where do they need to go? Uh, website is www.holisthealth.com. Holist is spelled W-H-O-L-I-S-T. Um, I'm also at Holist Health on all social media platforms. My programs, like most popular ones, is the Personal Weight Wellness Program. It's a 12-week program where you have a mindset coach, that's a, a life coach, a hypnotherapist, or a meditation guide as a additional coach to your personal weight coach who meets with you weekly, kind of like FaceTime for health. Um, and then you get all those daily podcast protocols and kind of walks you through how to learn you know, what to eat um, in terms of how your body needs to reset itself um, so that its hormones can take a vacation, that insulin in particular, um, and kind of get everything back into balance. And that, that again, is it's not willpower, it's skill power. And sometimes you need to learn those skills. Um, and we are really stoked to have gathered so many people and helped them down this journey to sleeping better, moving better, feeling better, all of that. Um, we do have, occasionally have group programs as well. We just launched one um, just today. 
Um, that happens occasionally to kind of get more people in at a different price point and be able to serve more people. Uh, we have the Lifestyle Medicine course for physicians, which again is an eight-week uh, flexible, convenient course, which is all online, also delivered by podcast um, to your phone as well, but you can also get on our web portal and take a look at that. Um, and those start quarterly. So we um, have another one enrolling now, and it's really exciting to like see people, if, again, from all different types of specialties come just to check it out and learn what they can pass on to themselves and their families and their patients. Awesome. And you're so right. You know, willpower is a finite resource that eventually runs out. So you better have some other tools in your tool belt to use. So well, especially, I mean, willpower, when you think about it, right? Like when you're talking about food and you're talking about energy balance, right? Your, your body is talking about survival, right? So why would you think that you would be able to trick your body into doing something it doesn't want to do when it is trying to keep you alive based on what it understands? When instead what you need to do is provide it different fuel so that it stops panicking and chills out and realizes things are fine and it has a new normal. And so when you start thinking about how brilliant our body is, like I wouldn't be able to control my menstruation or my heart rate or how much urine I'm making, right? So like why would I be able to control that energy balance in a way that is like just restriction, you know? So absolutely, pretty fun. Love it. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming for a times two on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Heather Hammerstadt, for coming back on the Dr. Me First podcast. I always enjoy talking with you, and I thoroughly had a wonderful time hanging out with you in real life at the Women in White Coats conference. So thank you so much again. And springboarding off of our conversation, I wanted this kick to encouragement to be two parts. The first part is reflecting back on my experience working with Heather. I got to know her in the early stages of Holist. Um, it was last summer that she first shared with me her vision on what this movement would come into. I got to see the launch. I got to help promote all the products and services that she's providing. I've even got to refer patients and colleagues to her and I love encouraging what she's doing because you can tell that her heart and her passion are truly interwoven into everything that Holist is. So I want to ask you the same thing. What's that idea that you have in your head that you've been thinking about? Maybe it's something aligned in healthcare. Maybe it's something totally different. But what's the solution that you can provide in, to a problem in our world. What's your special sauce that you can add to complement the flavor of our community? Because you know you have it. And there are more than enough problems and definitely not enough solutions in this big wide world to say, oh, somebody's already done that. Or I don't know if my idea will fly. Because one of my favorite posts from Holist is, think about the guy who invented the pool noodle. He's walking around with millions of dollars in the bank. And just think if it had been like, oh, you know, this floaty piece of foam that you play with in the pool, that wouldn't really be that cool. And probably nobody would buy it. But you better believe the Wiseman family buys at least six of those every summer so we can go play in the pool. And they always get torn up. And we always come back for more. Because guess what? 
he thought of a really creative way, a really creative solution to a problem and making it super simple. So I ask you, if somebody can create a pool noodle, I believe every single one of you can create a solution that will bring you joy, it will restore your energy, and hopefully increase your bank account to help a problem in the world. I mean, think about it. There's so many different ways, just in medicine, that we can solve problems. Maybe it's setting up a home-based practice or telemedicine practice or a different way of looking at the clinical model. Maybe it's developing a product that makes clinical life easier for a physician. Or maybe it's a product that can help a patient make their life easier. Maybe it's just simply shining your expertise into an area that's kind of dark and undefined. So think about that and let me know. How can I promote you? How can I encourage you? How can I and this whole audience refer people to you? And if it's something you want to talk more about, hop on a colleague-to-colleague call and we can figure out if it's a podcast episode or what that we can collaborate on and get your special sauce out into the world. So that's part one. Part two in this kick of encouragement, I want to ask you, how are you really doing? I mentioned it in the podcast and I actually wrote it down because I thought it was such a good question. This is my no BS way of saying, hey, friend, really, how are you really doing? unbiasedly looking at life. What are your mountains? What are your valleys? How are you doing? What's your body feeling like? Where are your emotions at? Is your brain okay? I have a really cool exercise that I modified a couple years ago that I call the mindful CT scan. And the gist of it is when I was in yoga class before, I just could not do Shavasana very well. I am a jittery, hyperactive, probably ADHD personality that found that that stillness was extremely hard for me. So I had to dig into my imagination and to really have a good evaluation on what was going on. So what I started to do was to imagine that I was laying on a CT gantry and that I was getting ready to go through, you know, the donut of a CT scan. But instead of reading out, you know, what my small intestine was looking like or if I had a pleural effusion or anything like that, my mindful CT scan tells me how I'm doing. So if you want to check that out more, I have it written out so that you can actually do it for yourself. And the really cool thing, it comes in a worksheet form that then you get to write your own radiology report on what your mindful CT scan results would be. So if that's something that you're interested in, check the show notes and I'll direct you to the download to where you can get that from. So friends, first remember, you are needed in the world. You have answers to problems that no one else can solve. And two, Check out yourself, get a good internal view, and see how you're really doing. So as always, as I wrap this up, please remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Bye!